Well, hello, everybody. It's Dell Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and this is the Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. But real gay. Hi, Dell Shores. Hello, and hello, everybody. Thank Welcome. you for giving us a reason to get dressed. And shower and shave. And y'all, I will say, I even cleaned up my eyebrows today. Did you really? Yes, you know why? It's been bothering me of late that in photos and sometimes on video, my eyebrows disappear like they're a little thinner as I approach gay old age, you know, mid thirties. That So I, I cleaned them up underneath to see if it would make them look more prominent. Oh, nice. Well, you know, I just have this, uh, you know, well, you know, you know, I have that thing that I just shave yes. uh, over them because as you get older, you know, they just start like grow every hair that, this hair starts going uh, and then every other hair, you know, just starts sprouting out of your ears and your nose and, and your eyebrows get all thick and bushy. Remember that time we were, and, and I got, the, I put the wrong, um, the wrong thing on. Um, yes. what, what's that called? That little thing that you put on the end of it. And the I car. shaved, uh -huh. I shaved off what I'm having a hard time hearing you. Um, I'm, I, um, yeah, I shaved off half of uh, well, a full eyebrow, basically. I just you know, it was a look. It was a strong choice. I hope everybody else is good, fine, or passable enough on this Tuesday. We do have a great show planned: Grammys, Oscar noms, the Pope, a church funds wasted, Joe Exotic book, and an Amazon book fan, Milo's new conversion clinic, space sperm, professional nudes, question mark, a drag legends cruise, and more. Yes. You know, I was thinking about what you just said. I used to joke every once in a while when I threatened to do stand up because, you know, it terrifies Blake that I might someday actually try to do it. Uh, one of my bits is about, you know, they tell you lots of things growing up. Your, your hair is going to fall out. It's going to turn gray. It's going to grow out of your nose and your ears. You know what they don't tell you about? That great pubes. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I found one and I screamed and they must have heard it in Oklahoma. You were like Samantha on Sex in the City. Remember when she found a great pube and she dyed yes. it red? But here's how my bit was going to go in my stand-up. said, now look, a great pube and it's all fun and good. Remember when that movie came, when the, all those leaks happened from Sony and Amy, what's her name, that ran Sony. They found that she'd been looking for hair dye for your nether regions said, well, I get it. Because remember when Obama became president and he had a full hair, had a black hair, and at the end it was all salt and pepper. People talked about how it aged him. Well, my dick looks like it was president for 16 years. Look, look, you can look at the side of my, I, I noticed like, you know, because I'm blonde, but I'm getting gray here uh, on the sides of my shores. That was the punchline of that story. And you were just waiting for your turn to talk. Was it a oh, good yeah, or not? Well, um, I everybody I, else is that an amusing joke? It is. It Somebody is. else give me some validation. <laughs> they were laughing. I heard them. It threw me uh -huh. off because I thought I heard them all laughing. All the listeners around me. Um, uh, wait, is this, I heard you in Tulsa made Shadow Bark run for cover. Anyway, that's my that's my I was I was grooming was the point of all of that for y'all. You look you look very groomed and 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 presentable. You look presentable. I have I'll to say, do my best. Um, well. Please tell everybody what you told me yesterday before we get into the news about well, your 
your grocery delivery? Okay, well, so yesterday, Emerson and I meet every day at 11 o'clock to write. And so yesterday I texted and I said, I'm, I'm late, I'm running late, I'm running late. And when he came on uh, the FaceTime, the FaceTime, I said, it's cause I, I, I got my order for imperfect foods. And he's like, what? But I want to know how many, does anybody else order from Imperfect Foods? Now I brought some samples. Their, their thing is they, they, it's a lot cheaper and they deliver right to your door and ice and everything, but they're not perfect, but they're organic. I mean, not everything's organic, but you can order organic, but you know, uh, you might get an avocado like that looks really good on this side and it's fine in the inside, but it has just a little, um, you a little something and you know you might get a carrot that has peroni's disease uh or you are <laughs> or you might get a uh you know a a, a, a a what's this a miniola that has a little nipple. Uh, dimple it has a little dimple or the dimple giant squash you got to be careful getting that kind of vegetable delivered in the pandemic because people might try to sit on it instead of eat it but my ex-wife told me about it and I love it. And they have meats and they have, I get obsessed. I get obsessed. You can get just a whole lot for about 60 bucks. Now, I honestly worry about getting meat from imperfect foods. What exactly is imperfect about that? <laughs> well, it's all, it's all inspected. You just need to, that's sort of like buying a meat at the dollar general. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Cause like vegetables I get, they're deformed. They look a little unique. So, so to speak, but does, it, does anybody else? No, but most of them are just fine. I mean, they don't look, I, I picked out the, the sort of imperfect. I think maybe it's a California thing. Oh, they have America imperfect has. food. Well, well I, I have, put in the link in the chat. Yeah, right? there's a link there. It, it, I said, well, if we're going to plug it, get me 20 bucks off my next order and y'all get 20 bucks off. So, so please, some of y'all order imperfect foods and then describe to us what was in the box when you get it. I, yeah, I want about a hundred of you. And then I just suddenly have a credit for $200. I'll go crazy, y'all. I might even order the dates. <gasps> dates? Uh, an imperfect date, like everyone any of us have ever been on. Well, look, Emerson, here's the truth. I mean, you know I like flaws. You know I like flawed characters. And uh -huh. so I just feel like that it's, it's, it's the best thing because, you know, this squash... It cannot make it at Vons or or HEBs. It's not. It's 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 a castaway. It's a castaway. John said, "I like perfect meat. Does that make me a slut? No. It makes you. It makes you uh have high no. standards. Lord, when I was dating and hooking up on the apps, I was into a lot of imperfect meat. You know what was perfect meat available? Uh, yes. Um." Well, you know, it's like I got in trouble because I did this whole stand-up about this guy I dated. And then once we finally had sex, he kept delaying, delaying, and he had Peroni's disease. And I, I just said, you know, you, 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 it's, I don't give a fuck. You know, I don't care. You just disclose it. Don't let me get down there and, and, and find something that I have to deal with. But, but I don't have any problem with it. I'll figure it out. Good. good All right. What we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. Does anybody watch the Grammys? What'd you think? Did you watch? You, I know. I watched watch it. Thing. I thought, WAP. Yeah. Celebrate your bodies. Okay. You know what I loved about the wet ass pussy performance? It was like wet ass pussy, pussy the musical. I it mean, was, oh. that giant bed, that gorgeous giant stiletto, the choreography. I mean, 
the creative direction, choreography, and costume changes. That bodysuit that Megan the Stallion was in looked so expensive. I just cheered and applauded. Houston girl. And I loved her adoration for Beyonce. The, her un inability to stop fangirling for Beyonce while standing beside her was one of the cutest things I've it, ever seen. It's like giving her, her basically handing her, her her record or her tie. I guess it was a, a tie. But I got no, it. She was featured. They were on the song together. No, I know. I know. I know. But in a way, I mean, she said, I reached out to her for this song. You know, I, you know what I mean? I reached out and, and I couldn't believe she said yes. So yes. it was like Megan was the was instrumental in her winning her 28th or 27th Grammy award. 28th. And then like on from there. Yeah. Then she but won I, another. What Ken said right here, I'm really enjoying these low-key award shows. I'm loving what, what it does to the artist to not have a giant crowd because everyone's intimate. It makes people more relaxed. It feels like they're more open, you know, because not every public artist is a social extrovert creature. I thought this back at the VMAs as well. Like I fell in love with Post Malone at that show because he was so adorable and adorkable. Um, and there's something really lovely. Is, is that the one with all the tattoos on his yes. face? Yes. Yeah. And I loved, loved the intro packages about all the record of the, the year nominees. Because if you didn't know their music, learning about them was really fun. The Black Pumas package where he talked about being a busker in Santa Monica. Like, I didn't know that. I love that story. Like getting back stories. Six years ago. And what a crazy voice. I mean, his voice is insane. Yeah, well, it's so fun. It's blues, folk, all this different stuff. I fell in love together. with him. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> John said it was long. I, Bruce Wainwright in the re-show was fabulous. Eric, I like COVID award shows better. I really am doing that too. I know, Blue Ivy, Beyonce's daughter winning a Grammy. She's nine years old. Y'all, we have to not compare ourselves to each other's journeys. Well, um, especially when your mama is Beyonce. I think there's a little advantage. You got a little leg up on uh, the Grammy. On the, on the way in. Other things I loved from my notes. Taylor Swift's performance on the rooftop, climbing down inside, her set looked exactly like the ASMR videos I keep putting on the on the TV to calm my anxiety. I was like, oh, I could just put this on mute and watch it for hours on end. Well, I was uh, I was watching, I went over and watched with my friend Beverly and I was texting Rebecca, my daughter Rebecca, cause she introduced me to folklore and I became obsessed with that album. So we were we were like every, every single time she would lose, we were going, no, no, no. Cause you know, she didn't have enough things. Uh, yeah. But uh, But then she did win album of the year. And so we were excited about that. She's doing, it's do, working out all right for Miss Swift. I also loved Bruno Mars doing Little Richard. I was like, make that movie. Like just the, the iconic nature of that, embodying it and not doing a total imitation. And then I got to really thinking too, that little baby, the performance they did in the street that was a fully Black Lives Matter music mm. video live. Like the number of sets, the complicated nature of that. And thinking about how many artists that were recognized, her, um, Beyonce, Megan Thee Stallion, what she talked about, how many artists making commentary music last year, protest music, Mickey Guiton, uh, the country artist, the black country artist, the females. Mm -hmm. yeah. How many of them were making music about what we were going through last year? 
and seeing that recognized for the importance of how music contributes to our cultural conversation. Well, I hope that Mickey uh, actually gets some airplay now. I mean, you know, she's had sort of marginal success. It's never yeah. quite, it, she, her, her voice is crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, uh, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big country fan and um, I was introduced to her once again by my daughter, Rebecca, and I just love her. And I, I loved that performance and she looked fabulous. And here's another thing I want to say, I got I, I was on Facebook today. I went down a little bit of rabbit hole. Even a friend of mine was posting like how distasteful the WAP video, you know, the WAP on the Grammys and blah, blah, blah. And I just wanted to say, you know, I never saw you. I never saw anybody complaining about these bro country videos that sexualize these women. And 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 here, women are claiming their power. That women are claiming their sexuality in control of their sexuality, not expecting some man to you know snatch them up or whatever. And I loved it. And I just said, you know, come on, come on. Yeah. Also a flawlessly crafted, entertaining performance. And that is the goal. And yes, when they do it themselves, it's a problem. When it's a woman with a tie up under the tits over the hood of a car, you know, for some man's background on Car and Mechanic magazine or whatever. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. It's like when it's not for the male gaze, when it's for her own celebration, then it's a problem because they feel excluded. Yeah, and I think that people should be very, very careful in, in, in posting uh, anti- uh, women and anti-women of color. I mean, it's just, it, it, it irritated me. Old, tired misogyny. Irritated me, you know. And of course, your dear friend Brandy Clark looked uh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I wanted her to win, but Miranda got that one. Uh, it, sometimes, uh, it sometimes doesn't go the way I want it. That's just the Often it it, it rarely Many goes time. most of the time. <laughs> um, all right, we also had uh, yesterday. God, some y'all these days. Some days feel like they last a year, and so it was just yesterday morning they announced the Oscar nominations. I feel like it was two months ago. Uh, Mank leads with ten nominations. Exciting moments for the first time ever. Two female directors nominated, uh, with Chloe Zhang be Chloe Zhao being. Uh, the first Asian woman nominated for Nomadland and Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Women. Did you have exciting things? Well, you know, I I'd seen everything, uh, all the best picture nominees, except for Mank. And I'm going to watch that tonight. I've been putting it off for some reason, I think because the length. Uh, but uh, well, I, you've I, got so many places to be. Yes, I've just got so much to do. <laughs> I mean, I have the voice. Great. I have the voice coming. The voice is happening right now. You do have. Um, it is funny, though. People keep making these jokes, and it's so true. It's like, oh, a two-hour and 15-minute movie. I don't know, but I sure will watch five episodes of a television show in a row without without stopping. Well, here's here's the difference, and I'm going to defend myself. With a TV show, I mean, it's an hour commitment, and if you go to sleep, you rewind it, and it's no big. For me, I just feel like I can't fall asleep. That's my problem. I've become an old man falling asleep on the on the sofa. Well, Kelly uh, said start slow, but hang with it. All right, I'll do that. Uh, I do have to say one thing that I- Hey, well, you could Google all of these. There's some on Netflix, some on Hulu, all different places. Just put in the title what you're looking for. As I things. always say to Rob, I love you, Rob. That's a Google question. Uh, <laughs> someone, someone sent me like some- uh, today they asked me, uh, where was the uh, Babylon filmed on Queers Folk? And I said, you know what? I'm going to have to Google this. And then I'm thinking, why didn't they Google it? Uh, I found the answer. Um, 
No, I wanted to say one thing about, I love these female uh, directors. I just love that they're celebrating them. And uh, it, 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 I did not know that Emerald was Camilla on the crown. That I did not realize that either until this very second that you said it. She is Camilla on the crown. Because I keep seeing her in real life only with the blonde hair. Yes. So isn't wow. that crazy? I mean, an impressively accomplished. It was like, you know, the crown just keeps surprising me with these characters. And, and then suddenly they they appear somewhere else. And of course, we have the, the amazing performance of... Uh, of um, uh, what's her name? Oh God! Well, you're gonna have to narrow that down. I know. I mean, she played Margaret. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm yeah, going like yeah, she was so great too. There's a lot of great nominees. Viola Viola Davis in. Uh, well, I I told y'all I haven't watched almost all of them because I can't. We finally we watched Minority the other night, and it is a beautiful Americana film uh, that is really wonderful. And both of them being nominated is so appropriate. Um, and I loved it because I feel like it's an interesting thing to see how people respond to that movie because it's a specifically American story, an American immigrant story, but it's told primarily in Korean because of the immigrant nature of the story, which goes to that Golden Globes thing about, oh, they put it in the foreign film category. And I watched it and thought there's nothing more American than watching people who arrived in our country right. working to build a life and struggling is the core of the whole American dream spirit. And, and, American. and if you look at that and don't think that's an American story, that's racist. And well, yeah, and, 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 and so appropriate for our times, Emerson. That's what I love about Minari. And I'm glad you watched that. Okay, so what's your next one? I wanna know, what, what, what do you think I gotta watch now? Oh, I don't know, I, I, I can't. Like, not, they're so heavy, all the rest. The, yeah. The only other thing I was going to add, you know, in the in representation, the story of our show, uh, both Andre Day and Viola Davis are nominated for playing bisexual characters. There's three black men in the supporting category with Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield and Leslie Odom Jr. Um, so a good bit of diverse kinds of representation in that ongoing conversation. Yes. All right. Well, onward and forward. Uh, yesterday, we've got Pope news. Uh, the Vatican's uh, uh, office issued a formal response to a question about whether Catholic clergy have the authority to bless same-sex unions. And then they, they sent out this two-page explanation. They couldn't just say, well, we're still bigots. Uh, the, it was approved by the Pope, boiled down to, no, they can't. God cannot bless sin. So, um the note made a distinction between the welcoming and blessing of gay people, which it upholds, and the blessing of union, which it does not obviously uphold. Uh, th this is a quote, the presence of such relationships of positive elements, which are in themselves to be valued and appreciated, cannot justify these relationships and render, render them legitimate uh, objects of the Ecclesial blessing since the positive elements exist within the context of a union not ordered to the creator's plan. Oh my God, I'm so exhausted from that rhetoric. Uh, is it then it continued? God does not and cannot bless sin. Uh, he blesses sinful men and sinful man so that he may recognize that he is a part of the love uh, and allow himself to be, are you ready? Changed 
by him. So Sister Simone Campbell, uh, executive director of Network Lobby for Catholic Social Justice, said she was relieved the Vatican statement wasn't worse. Uh, she said she interpreted the statement as saying, you can bless the individuals, you just can't bless the contract. So it's possible you could have a ritual where the individual individuals get blessed to be their committed selves. So I just kept thinking, you know, that line that I wrote to question the creator, you question, uh, you question the creation, you question the creator and, and the, 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 the change. No, just bullshit. You know, but I love that she's looking for a workaround, like the degree of silver lining, you know, and it's a reminder because for all those, oh, the Pope's this, when he was a Cardinal, he was, you know, more supportive and all of that. Like it is what it is. So thoughts it's with like this. LGBTQ you know, people, I'm going to finish this sentence, Catholic LGBTQ people, uh, and the struggle of that, that, that uphill battle against 2000 years of Vatican doctrine. Um, yeah. So it's just hard. What were you going to say? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> Did I, I lose think, you? I think, I think people know our feelings about <laughs> this. Yeah. I, no, I, just, I, no, I know what I was going to say, Emerson. It was like, it, it's almost like you go, you know, the, at, at least they don't want to stone them. You know, yeah. at least we stop there. When you are looking to the darkest corner of the cloud for the tiniest sliver of that silver lining. Yeah. That we have made it past the stoning. We're not taking them out to the gates of the city anymore and stoning them to death. We've made some progress, y'all. Yes. Judy said they can all just hope off. Um, <laughs> similarly, here at home, the Equality Act, we've talked about the uphill battle the Equality Act has to 60 votes. There's new info on how difficult. We talked about Susan Collins and her sponsoring the Equality Act previously and then not sponsoring it this time. And she has now stated more specifically that she wants guaranteed federal funding for Christian nonprofits, even if they break anti-discrimination laws, further study on trans girls and women in sports, some more language to protect gender segregated homeless and domestic violence shelters. She voted for that Tuberville Amendment a while back. So it's, we, this is a really intense uphill battle that we are gonna have uh, on getting the Equality Act through the Senate. And there are a lot of people, Romney and others, who want significant carve out for religious organizations, which of course is one of the big places that the, it's the point of the Equality Act in the first place. Stop discriminating because of your religion. So, so interesting, you're, you're, you're um, um, smart. Um, yes. Is is it a possibility that we're going to get rid of the filibuster? Do you think that's a that's possible? Well, it's the only way to a bunch of legislation that we want to achieve, right? Because anything that needs sixty votes, there is not going to be nine or ten Republicans on board for basically anything. No Republican's going to want to be the first one to break uh, Mitch McConnell's leadership and vote in support of any. Uh, democratic legislation. So the very real conversation is going to be about, can we get rid of the filibuster and accept what that means for future minority positions when we're in the minority ship, which inevitably will occur down the road. But at this point, it's a get rid of it or you can't do anything and you lose the progressives who didn't want to support Biden in the first place, that were promised that we would achieve things on these issues in exchange for the big tent supporting uh, a moderate democratic candidate. We will lose more elections for letting down our own supporters uh, than risk the dangers of future minorities. Yeah. Well, 
I think majority rules. I just think it should be. I really do. So um, I think that they, they need to eliminate it and they can, I feel like from what I've heard, they can't eliminate it if they get the 50, if they, if they get the majority, they can eliminate the, the but they're worried about that. What's his name uh, from Virginia? Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, uh, back to church news. Um, Glenn Yothers, uh, no relation to Tina, uh, uh, served. <laughs> I, I hope that someone gets that reference. There are more than a few here. <laughs> served as the treasurer. Well, I don't know that for sure. I just said that he may be Uncle Uncle Glenn to Tina. We tell it and I'll find out. Yes. Someone Google that, please. Uh, served as the treasurer for the uh, St. Paul Lutheran Church in rural Pennsylvania. Uh, their website uh, says the support they support uh, religious freedom, but they oppose same-sex marriage and sex outside of marriage um, and marriages. Uh, last week, he was charged... This is such a great story. He was charged with stealing $150,000 from church bank accounts over four years. You know, just parceled it out. Uh, the utilities were shut off and the church almost closed because he wasn't paying the bills and he was writing checks to himself. Now, he said he was paying the church bills from his personal account and just paying himself back when the church was low on funds. Um, mm. Authorities discovered that uh, many payments, now this is where it gets real good, he made using his church debit card to a website called Flirt for Free, uh, which is interesting because obviously if you're using a debit card, Flirt for Free is, uh, is not is, It's not accurate. Uh, it features interactive cam rooms with the mm -hmm. hottest girls from around the world, from porn stars to amateur to fetish models. Our cam girls are always ready to play. Court documents say that Yothers stated he got to know some of these people well enough and he was trying to help them. Ministry, Emerson. It was uh -huh. home, it was internet ministry. Yes. He was going in there and saving those prost those those porn stars to the Lord. He told police he had only the best intentions and said he got very lonely <laughs> during the day while his wife was at work. Oh, well, if he is related to Tina, she is going to disown him. I was about to say that family reunion is going to be awkward. I mean, $150,000. Either he found the most expensive cam woman in the history of cams or he was just streaming hours and hours and hours. Well, That's no, it wasn't house. all. That wasn't all for that. He took money. He was, he was getting money for others. He was, he was also subscribing I, to imperfect foods. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he spent the whole 150, but how stupid are you that you use the church debit card to register for a site no. called flirt for free? Yeah. Also that it's called flirt for free and it's not, it's like bless. Uh, oh, uh, Lorna said, what is it with these rich religious guys in porno? Well, obviously, Lorna, you were not listening. He was lonely when his wife was at work. They're like, sir, it sounds like you need a hobby that isn't playing the skin flute. Oh, my God. I, do, I just see, now I'm just imagining him thinking, 
I'm a witnessing. It is good pandemic style witnessing. You know, I'm just on flirt for free every day doing the Lord's work. It just reminded me of those strippers for Jesus that they felt like they accepted Jesus, but they kept their job so that they could win customers to the Lord. Yeah. I mean, yes. very uh, that. All right, let's skip this next one. It's too much for me. We'll put it on Friday. <laughs> is it too much effort? Well, it's a lot to explain is the problem. We've reached the halfway point of our show. And if you enjoy the news and the nonsense that we provide you here and are sitting on a pile of money with a little bit extra you don't need or a lot extra you don't need, you could send it to us as a tip via Venmo to at Emerson Collins or via PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker below. It's not expected. You are not obligated, but it is greatly appreciated. And we thank you when you do. We do very much. It allows me to order imperfect foods. <laughs> As Travis just gave us a rousing review. You're watching the Dell and Emerson show hosted by the best hosts ever. Well, I concur. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> We're going to put that on the marketing. No, no, Travis, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes. As Bill said, pull out your church debit cards and send us your donations instead of the ladies that flirt for free. That's right. We need to get one of those. No, I kid. Those ladies work hard. If you're over there, pay them for their time. That's they don't right. actually want to be, as much as they may pretend it, they don't actually want to be talking to you. Probably not. Um, never once. It's like your waiter. Your waiter is not interested in whatever entertaining story you're telling, they're, you're telling them. They are humoring you. They want to know what you want and to get away from your table as as fast as possible with a friendly interaction. Yeah, they did. They, well, I, uh, 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 you're one of the uh, <laughs> you and my father, both those people. Uh huh. And tell me about you. And what are you? Uh huh. And did you? Well, we just need to tell you when they laugh at the end of that story, they are just humoring you. Well, what about those people? We have a friend, and I'm not going to say who it is, but we have a friend who overuses the first name. They always like ask the I waiter their, their name, and then they go, and, you know, and and, and Joe. Uh, I do I, it every time. I'm one of those. I do. Uh, I do that. Ashley, thank you, Ashley. Ashley, could we get a? I absolutely am totally that person. Oh, I okay. I, paid I didn't you. mean to insult you. I, I was not insulted. I wasn't the least bit bothered. You were not the friend I was thinking of. So I've got two. Well, I know, but I, I'm happy to admit my guilt on that one. Well, I'll just have to take you out to a restaurant now that they're open in L.A. Lord, between the two of us, I'll say their name a hundred times and you'll never let them leave the table. Well, be like, this is you could just buy his DVD and watch the stand up and bring us some bread. <laughs> I'm going to bring one of your DVDs to the and meal. Just hand it out. Just say, Dale, please shut Del, up. Here. Just hand this to him. And let him go back to serving some other people. So, oh, okay. Well, we skipped this big ass story. So I guess we're not too far off. Do you want to take that next story? No, you no, no, no. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> there's, I like the transition. Speaking of books, uh, so we skipped the other story. So not speaking of books, but uh, Simon & Schuster announced it will publish Joe Exotic's memoir called Tiger King, the official tell-all memoir out in November. Someone tweeted for Joe said, if you had a hard childhood, you need my book. If you are gay or struggling with your sexual identity, you need my book. If you want to know who had sex with who, you need my book. If you want to see proof of the front Jeff Lowe and James 
Garrickson used my book, Zoo for their criminal activity, you need my book. If you want to reform justice, trust me, you need your book. You need my book. It was reported that he got a six-figure deal, including the audio rights. I have so many questions. Are they just going to bring a microphone into the prison cell so he can record this? Okay, I absolutely want them to because I would listen to him read this book. I absolutely would. I probably would too. I have to admit, I, I, I am fascinated by him. He, I just love that he thought. Trump was going to pardon him. <laughs> yeah, well, now he wants Joe Biden to do the same. He's <laughs> he had a limo waiting. Uh, well, I bet he flips. I bet he's now a Democrat. Uh, so he told E News, "This is a, He said it's going to be a truth tell book. Everybody that's ever done anything good, it's going to be in there. And anybody that's got bones in your closet, you better look out." As Jared added to his pitch, if you want to know how to go to prison for ordering a hit on someone you don't like, you need my book. That's right. Can y'all believe that was only a year ago? Joe Exotic was the first thing of the pandemic, and it feels like I've known who he was since before I came out of the closet. Like, I feel like he, in my brain now, he's the first homosexual I ever heard of. Yeah, it was, uh, Just he was not year. good for the gays. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think he had a dramatic impact on the on the international picture at large of the homosexual society. I was giving you the segue into the next story. Not I good for it. the gays. I didn't want it. You're just in a nasty mood today. Uh, that was just silly. Okay. It's like, I will take away. Are that you still segue. mad at me telling you not to interrupt me earlier? I'm not mad at you at all. Oh. I'm not in it. This is my nicest I've been in quite some time. I've been trying so hard the last 36 hours. A little snarky leaks out. What? Did, wait, which line of yours is that? Leaks out, leaked out. Is that blues for Willadine? Leaked out? A little bit it did. Isn't it awful and pathetic that I can't remember who said my lines now? Well, you have a significant body of work. It is a random oh. phrase. Oh, now, I, you're just, now you're just trying to... <laughs> The, oh, I feel like it's Dale Dickey in my head and Blues for Willity. Uh -huh, leaked out a little it, bit. Oh, isn't it in the in the Vera, in the Mona Mona Burke story? Uh -huh, a little bit leaked out. It did. It, I don't know. I'll think about it while you do this uh, this next one. But yes, speaking of that lovely transition of terrible homosexuals, we talked Friday about Milo Yiannopoulos, and I didn't want to do the story because it's very likely his "I'm an ex-gay" was the introduction of some new grift to make money. Well, it is. He's now announced a conversion therapy clinic. He did an interview where he described it as reparative therapy, therapy to help other people go through the same journey that I'm on myself. He wants to put it in Florida, which does make sense. He says he's adopted a life of celibacy. Still got that husband though. He said ex-gay is a silly expression, but it has the virtues of fitting in print headlines and enraging the opposition. Celibacy is a modest and achievable middle term goal. Uh, he added tellingly, this has been the easiest thing to raise money for that I've ever done. There is an enormous demand for this among people who believe they've been led astray. It sounds silly to call it this, but you know, the gay establishment. And here's why I brought it up the other day. And here's why I tell the story, because this is the danger. It's not that people in our community will be fooled by this new grift that he has. But if he were to really open this establishment and people really consider taking youth or teen or struggling young adults think my life is painful and maybe I should try to fix who I am. 
dangerous results really could happen from this man just trying to get free press and make money off unsuspecting people. So that is why I share him, not because he's actually worth our attention or time. It's no, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. People need to be exposed, be exposed like that. And, and if you're not a parent, when you say it's the easiest way I've ever made money, I've ever raised money. I mean, you just like lay it out there. I am a grifter. And there are so many of that particular kind of bigot Christians we talk about who will seize on this to hold it up to their bigot congregations, their bigot communities, to struggling uninformed parents of LGBTQ young people and teens. They will hold him up as an example. They will engage with him sincerely. And that is dangerous to the most vulnerable of Absolutely. our young population. Absolutely. So it's, it's, you know, the same reason we keep doing Richard Grinnell stories. We have to expose these. Well, that, I mean, it looks like that recall is going to, he is going to be on his way to trying to run for California governor. Well, they said they haven't announced the candidates, but they said there were several that had already filed. So it'd be interesting to see who does. And boy, um, uh, our governor is on that, on the campaign circuit. I mean, he was on CNN today with Jake Tapper. And anyway, here, uh, into more politics. I, this next one, I was so happy for you because it was literally what you would do. As a, if you were in government, this would be you. I love this story. This I would be absolutely you. love this. And I love that he made a difference. And you'll see. So last week, the Vermont State House debated a bill to ban gay and trans panic. The bill is sponsored by Taylor Small, uh, the state's first out trans legislator, and the vote was 120 to three with three Republican votes against it. Now, gay Republican representative Paul Martin blasted out an email saying, I just want it to be known that I am absolutely disgusted by the nay votes on H-128. As a member of the LGBT community, I feel you voted in favor of using the excuse of me being gay to kill me. Then he said, the opponents of the bill are the true definition of a bigot. Then he went on, he, did, he didn't stop y'all. He said, I don't need any responses telling me this is unprofessional because frankly, I don't give a shit. I am ashamed to be associated with the three of you who voted nay. I am incredibly hurt. The next day, the final house vote was 144 to one. So his rant got two people to change their mind. The lone holdout, Rodney Graham, y'all tweet him, go find Rodney Graham, tweet him some hate, said, to me, it's just a feel-good bill. These people, whether it's this group, whether it's Black Lives Matter, are seeking special privileges. Martin clapped back. He goes, I really believe that this is a nonpartisan bill, a human rights bill. And I feel very accomplished in bringing someone uh, light to it in this caucus. Uh, so um, anyway, exposure I of the bigots. Guffawed when I read it, that he's the representative. He sat there. There were three votes like it passed by a wide margin. And he went home and said, I still have something to say and wrote a sermon that literally could have come out of your mouth. I thought, yep, Representative Shores. And he's a Republican. Yeah. It's so great. I mean, in a way that we, if they're going to change the party, they, yeah. they, they, you know, that's the difference between this, 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 this amazing rhetoric that we just heard by, by Paul Martin. That's the difference between Richard Grinnell, 
you know, grift, grift Grinnell. Yeah. Well, it's like that story we did where he tried to say, look, there was a trans woman at CPAC and a bunch of bigoted conservative Christian types said, and we don't want her there. Mm -mm. He got stuck in his own. I don't even think they said her. They were just, they were even misgendering and shit. Hoisted on his own petard, as they have said, that as they used to say. Oh, but I do. And it's great to see a, uh, a gay Republican holding his caucus and party accountable. Cause yeah, if you're going to be there, you got to be loud and ensure that if you're going to try to welcome members of our community into your world, there is a space for them when they get there. Stop. Yeah. This next story just made me giggle and so also weird. made me sad for the end of the world. Uh, mechanical engineers are proposing a modern global insurance policy that is a repository of sperm and egg from 6.7 million Earth species on the moon underground. So they want to make space sperm. And egg. They did a study called Lunar Pits and Lava Tubes for a Modern Ark submitted at a conference. Study author Jikan Tonga says the planet's instability would leave specimens vulnerable and this would jumpstart a planetary exodus by creating this human seed vault. The ark would then cryogenically preserve various species in case of a global disaster. Lava pits on the moon go down 80 to 100 meters, which Tonga says provide ready-made shelters from the surface of the moon. I did not know this. There is already one here on the earth uh, for plants. It is on an island, in Nor a Norwegian island in the Arctic Circle. It has 992,000 unique plant samples. Now, to get all this sperm into space, it would take 250 rocket launches to take 50 samples of each species for the 6.7 million target. Now, it's in comparison, it only took 40 rocket launches to build the International Space Station. So that's more than six times that just to get all the sperm to space. Well, I, here's what I want to know. If there, Okay, if there's a global disaster and everybody's wiped out, then, then this sperm bank and egg bank is up there in the moon. Who the fuck's going to go up there and, and, and put them all together in the test tubes or whatever you have to do? I okay. wouldn't know how to do it if I was the last person. If it was I'm, just us, that'd be it. We'd be I mean, we'd be fucked. Telling stories, eating that old, that weird space ice cream you used to get from NASA, looking, going, well, there's a lot of sperm over there. That's weird. I mean, um, just if for the aliens, for, if the aliens arrive after we destroy this planet, you know, like in Wally, -E, where it's just covered in trash and we're all gone, maybe some aliens could give us a second shot. You know what? If we wipe ourselves out, we don't deserve to come back. We do shot. not. We're done, done, like the dinosaurs, done. <laughs> Zealand are done. That's it. You just, well, they're going to try to shoot us up, jack us off into space. Okay, <laughs> thank you for that uh, segue. Uh, speaking of jacking off, now, uh, just for fun, uh, nowadays, many people have the need or desire to share naked or near naked photos of themselves to lovers, potential lovers, or only fans. Um, Mark Hirsch is a professional photographer and he's doing just that. He has the equipment, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, and lighting to get the best results and consult on images as necessary. He is in Southern California and his rates are $150 an hour. Now I want to ask you all a question. Would you get nudes made by someone professional? Um, I, I, 
this is so smart. You mean so many people's nudes are just terrible. Either terrible. it's like cold lighting, it's a dirty bathroom mirror, there's clothes in the background. And unless you got a, if you're using that 10 second timer doing it solo, it's a lot of work to set a phone down and get it in the right spot, jump on the bed to get that whole pick. Push you that know, for 10, nine, eight. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, the, the oh. amount of bad photos I take while trying to take my speedo selfies is hysterical, much less trying to take a nude where you're like lounged and laid out in a way that's like with a come hither look. It reminds me of those boudoir photos you used to see. I feel like TV shows have done it. Women, you know, and oh, I'm turning 40. I got boudoir photos made. Samantha again, Samantha pointing out sex in the city. She did it. Well, so, as Summer said, follow Maura Rose's advice and save them for when you're old. Well, yeah, I've had a, you know, I had a photo shoot where it was, I was with a bunch of naked guys and uh, naked sort of reality. And I did uh, a photo shoot where Rob LeBeau asked me to take my shirt off there. There. Yeah, there they are. Uh, there's some, uh, yeah, uh, you don't have to zoom in. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, no penis in those shots, but well, no, uh, it's fine. Those kind of photo shot. It was really fun. That one with all those hot guys. Um, it's so. um, well, there's something what I do love about it too. And a photographer, you know, there's something fun about a photographer who does that and makes it a really fun experience for you. Because I also wonder if sometimes. Look, if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to send nudes and nudes in a dating situation, certainly, but a thing for yourself to celebrate your body, you know, to own the body you live in to whatever degree you're comfortable. Maybe it's only partially clothed. Maybe it's a, a little bit. It doesn't have to be, you know, penis pointing to the sky. Uh, everyone's comfortability level. But I sort of love the idea of doing a photo uh a shoot in that way. Yeah, I did. I had one commission, uh, Matt, my friend Matt, um, who's running for public office. Uh, he had one commissioned for me. And I, I that was what you were talking about, though. I had to, you know, it was during the pandemic. I had to get my iPhone and I was yep. really nervous about it. But I love the photo now. It's, it's, uh, it's on my, my very gay wall of naked uh, art. Rob said, no, I don't take my own nude. So why would I want anyone else to? John said, I'm staying fully clothed. I do need not need my ass all over Twitter. Now, y'all, these could just be for your own personal or for section. Judy, I'm past the point. I don't want to cause harm to anyone's eyes. You know, I feel like y'all are a delightful group of life experienced people here. There's also something to celebrating your body at whatever state and age you find yourself. I know we're all being cheeky and fun, but I hope we all do love what we see in the matter and and you know, in whether the in the mirror, whether it, you know, wrinkles or sags or shines or gray. I don't. I don't love what I see all the time. That I'll is shocking. I don't. I know. It's a, it's a thing you've talked about a lot over the years, you know. And but I feel like but then you look at these photos, though, and aren't you happy with that moment that was captured? Well, it was it was interesting, like with the Rob Laveau, Laveau uh, photo shoot. He, he said, I want you. He said, why don't we do something really fun? Oh, yeah, Rob Laveau. He said Palm Springs. And he said, uh, you know, why I, he said, I have these suspenders. Why don't you throw them on? And I said, oh, my God, Rob. I I mean, I just turned 60. This was I think I just, or I'm about to turn 60. I said, there is absolutely no way. He said, let me do it. And I will show them to you. And if you don't, if you hate them, I will trash them. I promise. And I actually kind of love that picture that he with the, um, and I that, yes. that he shot. And we have. I feel like fancy ones might be a little too fancy. 
But Douglas is ready for his close-up, Mr. DeVille. Um, John said there are hot photos, Dale, but I don't have that in me unless the photographer director is really talented verbally. Oh. I mean, that can happen as well. Uh, Danielle, I will celebrate my body the day I discover a magic potion to transform it to my liking. And I feel like, you know, that's sort of the, the real conversation here, right? Is it's not about whether you do or don't want to take nudes to turn into an eight by 10 to, to put on your wall. But I think it does bring up a conversation for us all to remember to be loving and forgiving of the body we live in uh, and the life experience it shows. I'm sure that it exists, but I've often thought that it would be a very uh, lucrative business to, you know, because I, I always think I, I shoot reels for actors in Dallas to shoot for couples to document yes. like their hot sex and just for them. And then you turn over, you, you turn over the edited to them. And uh, I bet you, I bet people could make money doing that, like a wedding photographer, but like, you, you know, make your own porn. I feel like though what you would discover is because real sex is very not like porn sex. There's so many angles and things they do in porn yeah. to make it look aesthetically pleasing that in real life, the amount of faces I think most of us make that are not uh, close up ready, but they don't matter because we're enjoying ourselves in the moment. I feel like I would just end up with a comedy reel more than a sexy, a sexy time. You I bet good music and some good sleight of hand on that editing. Yeah. Well, I, 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 years ago, I had lunch with Randy. Well, I think his last name is Whiting, uh, Whiting, uh, who uh, was Randy Blue. He was, he was, you know, he, he loves sort of uh -huh. life. And I, I said, please, it's on my bucket list. It's my fantasy. I just want to go to a porn shoot. And he said, oh, you would be so disappointed. He said, it's just like there it is, it, it's, it, you know, it's very, very, uh, angle driven and you know you have to stop and start and um because i feel like if you take it you've directed intimate scenes in lots yeah. of your work it's no porn's no different except there's insertion which just is even more awkward when you got to frame you know yeah, and there's there've been you know there've been yeah there's, there's when I shoot I, I remember people go oh that was so hot that scene was so hot and you know sort of lives the series and I go it wasn't hot for us to shoot yeah was, you're like, wait, put your leg right here a little, little farther arch arch there right okay right there now say the line yeah yeah so uh, Leanne said there are not enough filters for me at this point in my life for nudes. And Ken makes a good point. OnlyFans has changed a lot with people filming their own stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know, now that it's more accessible to create uh, your own experiences. But I just thought it was fun. I like the story. Thank you. Ah, you know, little chat here. Well, that's why I wanted to get rid of that other one. So we could, I'm trying, you know, as much as I snip on occasion, I'm trying to give us all the space to enjoy each other here. Oh. Oh. Well, you know, y'all, y'all appreciate, Dell had to drive by the other day to, get me to sign something. And I like y'all, I hope y'all get, I enjoy this community here so much. I I have really enjoyed this year being even more honest and open about my own journeys and struggles with you all than I even have been historically. I've kept things for myself and my friends. Um, Del, but Del got here and I needed to sign these things. And I said, I just needed to check in one more time. I, I needed to check on his care and our working relationship. Oh, yeah. well, because, you know, we are we keep saying this one year anniversary is happening for everybody uh, on the long hauler pandemic 
mental health stuff. And it is, I am constantly reminding myself to be forgiving of myself and to be generous at the way other people irritate me, right? My, I'm short. They are experiencing the same thing. We all, we, to avoid conflicts that come out of everyone being uh, high, higher, more, more sensitive. Yeah, I, I found myself um, just being a little, not, not, it's not like I've, I've been snippy or anything. I don't think, I don't think I've been overly snippy, but I don't think I've been in the best mood. And I, I, I feel like it's not just the pandemic. It's the fact that I'm about to have this major surgery where I have to have a whole shoulder replaced. And I just dread it. I just dread so much the re recovery because, you know, I like to go. I like to keep going yes. and doing yes. my things. And I'm, I, I start getting my head about no exercise for all this time. And um, yep. but anyway, but trying to stay up. Yes, but it, it, but and it's new and every day and it can be random. And I'm and what I'm also really thinking about is trying to take that attitude back into normal life or whatever new life becomes as we move back into the world to keep that, you know, considering other people's state of mind and their point of view and be, get, having more grace for people. Leanne said, I've honestly appreciated you both over the last year. You have helped my, me with my mental health. I love you both for that. Thank you. We, well, I have you. enjoyed this time. Uh, and one more fun story. Uh, for next year, next January, when life returns anew, there's just been an announcement of a new cruise, January 9th through 16th, 2022, as the first Legends of Drag cruise starring Jackie Beat, Lady Bunny, Barla Jean Merman, and Miss Coco Peru, emceed by Frank DeCaro. I mean, five iconic Queens. It's the Holland America five-star ship, the Koningsdam, a Mexico cruise, Puerto Vallarta, Cabo, Mazatlan, and more. Each of these four long-reigning entertainer queens will headline their own show in the theater, and there'll be drag panels, meet and greets, book signings, and all the usual gay cruise trappings. Lady Bunny said, this cast, it's so rare that I get called the pretty one. Also, I don't normally perform on boats except for the time I borrowed RuPaul's shoes. So, I mean, Truly, four distinct, incredibly iconic stage performer, wit, actors. I mean, four of our very best, all in one place. Can you? I, have say, I know every one of them, and I think that the, I, I want to like check it out. That might be a fun weekend. It's, is it a week or is it like yeah, seven? one of those like seven day? And it's out of San Diego. Yeah, it's um, close by. Yeah. Oh God, I, I love curious. them all. You know, at the beginning of this, right, there was that cruise ship that docked uh, in San Diego, you know, that like they had to make everyone stay on the boat for a while and everything. Will people be interested in going on cruises? People were worried about the cruise industry returning. Is anybody watching think, oh, I would go on that or, ooh, I need to give it a while? To me, if I'm back out in the world, there's no difference getting on a boat than there is going to the beach or going to a concert. Well, if you're, if you're vaccinated, I mean, you know, I feel like that that's going to help a whole lot. And um, I, I, I've been getting a lot of promos lately for um, Atlantis and for Pied Piper. So everybody's going back into business and good for them that, we're, you know, the economy needs uh, real yeah. stimulus, real yeah. stimulus. I know I am still going to be, you know, yes, until I get my vaccine in the, in the by the May 1st group. Um, but after that, I will probably honestly be sort of still tentative about larger gatherings for a while. I don't know. You know, I don't know that we need to be 
scary worried about um, variants and whatnot, but I think I will let other people test big events for a little while before I do. Patio, rest, you know, restaurant patios, small gatherings with people I love and haven't seen in a year. Yes, but I don't know that I'm going to be at a giant venue for a little while longer. Yeah, I don't know either. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I do feel I, you know, and and I, I, uh, I have want to. I, I will say right now uh, publicly that I did get my first vaccine. I was so fortunate that Northwestern State University uh, in Louisiana hired me once again. And here in California, if you're an educator and you're going to work in 2021, and uh, I worked last year without uh, during COVID, that was very scary. So I got my first one, a Pfizer, and I get my second one very soon. So I'm feeling I, when I go out, I just feel a little more confident. I feel a little less uh, frightened. Yeah. If you will. John said, I'm masking until Dr. Fauci says it's safe. And also the herd immunity thing really matters, right? I meant to yeah. put this and forgot but I saw a new study that said more than 60% of Republican men who have not been vaccinated already say they will refuse the shot. 47% of people who supported Trump in 2020 who have not yet been vaccinated say they will not get the shot. You know, it's going to matter for the evolution of this disease and the possibility of more dangerous or more virulent strains going forward that we get enough immunity and also to specifically protect the people in our communities who can't get the vaccine because of underlying conditions, cancer patients getting chemo, people who have compromised immune systems for various reasons also need all of us to get vaccinated so we're not communicating it among each other and not having symptoms and then giving it to them. So it isn't just our own personal safety, but it's the point of doing it. Oh, what's, going, what's going on at the door, Gracie Louise? Um, yes. Well, uh, I feel like it's so important for us to keep mentioning this and, and telling our own stories. And yeah, thank you all for sharing. I see so many of you have uh, gotten vaccinated and, uh, you know, these, these it's like Trump created so much of this, this resistance to getting vaccinated, yet secretly, hypocrite that he was, with Melania, without getting it on film or anything, secretly got vaccinated. So he can just continue to go fuck it. Think so. about how many more people's help would be protected if he had just shown a single photo of him with that shot in his arm. He exactly. got it anyway. Like, it would help save people's lives. Yep. So, well, anyway, well, this has been fun, y'all. Always fun to talk and chat and jowl. Yeah. Um, Here at the end, one more time, if you want to send us a t It leaked out. Yes, it was in Blues for Willa Dean. It was about when she was talking about the 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 the, the right. club. The it was about the club. The, 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 oh, they, they talk the, and the laughter would leak out. Yeah. Which is yeah. a bit of a racist. A little bit of racism. It'd leak out from the back. A microaggression, if you will. Um, but if you enjoy that just came to me. <laughs> right. I'm so glad it did. The, you can send us a tip on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinsshoresproductions at gmail.com. Thank you to Art Gregory and Summer and John for your contributions. Thank you. We greatly appreciate it. Um, and it's only Tuesday, or it is Tuesday. We'll see you on Friday. All right. We'll see you Friday. Y'all have a good week, the rest of your week. Love Take you care of yourselves.